1940, Robin, Batman's sidekick and boy wonder, makes his first appearance in issue 38 of Detective Comics. Actor, home gym spokesperson, and all-around badass Chuck Norris changed the world forever by simply being born. And Superman rides aboard a torpedo underwater like he's slim pickings in the next issue of Action Comics. Greetings, super friends, and welcome to another exciting episode of Reaction Comics, where today we are talking about, from March 1940, issue number 22 of Action Comics. What I like to do at the beginning of every episode is, of course, talk about the cover, what we see on the cover, and uh, it looks like we're starting to get Superman on the cover of just about every issue right now. I'm. This has been like a few in a row here. And I wonder if the um, if the trend is going to continue, if this is the end of every other story getting a cover. Now, it says on this, this is still the world's largest selling comic magazine. So, if my story is not getting the cover, um, you know, the of each episode, each issue, I'm completely fine with that as long as my story's in this comic because this is where, where everybody's reading. Now, of course, they're probably just reading it for the Superman stories and throwing away the rest. But um, there's no way to prove that, except for the fact that years later, these action comics seem to have deleted and removed everything that isn't Superman, just keeping the covers. Um, but as I said, this one does feature the Man of Steel on the cover. He is holding up a bulldozer. Now, at first, I looked at it and thought, is he attacking the man? The man inside the, the not the bulldozer, like a giant crane. The man inside the crane, um, he looks alarmed, but I... Upon further um, inspection, there's a man underneath the crane. So Superman just saved him. Or maybe this man is a bad guy and Superman's taking the crane. He's going he's gonna to smash it down upon this guy's head. I don't think that's the case. I think he saved, um, he saved this fella. Uh, but this, again, has nothing to do. There's nothing bearing the story coming ahead in this cover. It is meaningless. It just shows Superman saving somebody. Um, now... The, the first page, let's jump right into it. The first page, the first panel, I thought was going to lead into the rest of the story. Uh, we get a pretty generic introduction. You know, again, like I know the last couple times we had something that actually led with the story. It says, leaping over skyscrapers, running faster than an express train, springing great distances and heights, lifting and smashing tremendous weights, possessing an impenetrable skin, these are the amazing attributes which Superman, champion of the helpless and oppressed, avails himself of as he battles the forces of evil and injustice. And I almost read that perfectly. It's just a generic, hey, everybody, Superman saves everybody. And we see a fella with a whip. And he's whipping another fella who's up against, a, a, like a, I guess, a whipping post is what you, he's tied to it. And in the distance through the clouds, we see super, Superman falling because uh, he doesn't fly, so I don't know where he came from. He must have leapt through the clouds. And we don't know what happens to these two guys. I'm assuming he murders the man with the whip. That's just, you know, based on past evidence. 
he throws him, you know, off into a great distance. It, it kind of reminds me of an old story where I think he took the guy and, and, and threw him. Maybe this is kind of, um, hey, remember this? Remember when Superman murdered this guy? <laughs> Good times. Um, but it has nothing to do with the rest of the story at all. We actually um, jump right into what's going on with the story. And it's that um, there's a war happening. The first panel shows a bunch of guys, looks like they're in, actually looks like they're in some sort of car or train or tank. I don't know what they're in. But it says, uh, the armed battalions of Torin unexpectedly swoop down upon a lesser nation, Galonia. G-A-L-O-N-I-A. Galonia. Now, neither of these countries exist, right? I mean, Torin and Galonia, I looked them up. They just seem to be DC-created countries um, that are in Europe. I know that much because the next panel we see is Europe at war. Dawn attack sweeps over all opposition. Warring power grid for long. It's kind of cut off so you don't actually see, but it is the Daily Star. And at the editorial office that morning of the Daily Star, we see um, Clark, Lois, and the editor, who still doesn't have a name. He says, Clark and Lois, I want both of you to go to Luxor at once as war correspondents. Now, what just happened was the editor just said, you two, I want you to head to, to war. I want you to go to Luxor and be war correspondents. So that means you're going to go someplace nearby the war and then go learn about the war. That sounds pretty scary. And what is Lois's response? Swell. I've hoped for a vacation for a long time. And Clark's like, if you have a chance to enjoy it between ducking bombs, you'll be lucky. So, like, Lois is like, wash more. I, I get to travel. And the next panel, they're already on a steamer. They're on a steamship. The Baranta. Uh, it sets sail, and Lois and Clark are the passengers. And Clark's like, I wonder if we should have refused this assignment. It's liable to prove dangerous. And Lois is just thinking under her breath, why did they have to send this wet blanket along to ruin my perfect adventure? I do love that Lois is like, this is great. I get to go to see a war? I get to be in an adventure. That's awesome. I do like that. They do like to draw women without noses. I notice there's no nose, and I guess it's more feminine, or they don't know how to draw a feminine nose, or sometimes it's just a dot. Now, if you get a like um, a kind of side view of them, the what's the, you know, the, whatever the side view is. I know there's a term for it. Um, profile. That's it. You get a little bump. But other than that, there's, there's no, there's just a dot here and there for ladies. And, and guess what? They all pretty much look the same. Like Lois looks just like the next woman we see. Uh, because there's another woman aboard. Um, there's, there seem, Clark always seems to be running into these, these women that are, that like seem nice, but then aren't that nice. And I don't know. I mean, of course the last one was taken over by the ultra-humanite. But I'm just going to spoil it right now. No ultra-humanite in this issue. So, while they're waiting, Clark's like, actually, that's not Clark. Is it Clark? I mean, they're just in different outfits. I don't even know what's going on. The next panel, Clark's in a different jacket. He says, that exotic woman appears pretty popular with the male passengers. And Lois like, I wonder who she is. So Clark goes up to one of the stewards on the ship, says her name. Lita Laverne, famous foreign actress, uses this vessel rather frequently. She uses the vessel a lot. That's interesting. So later on, 
Uh, Clark's just wandering by himself. He's like, so, once again, this the world is being flung into a terrible conflagration. Conflagration. What a, what a word. How senseless. And then he bumps into this actress. He's like, oops, I beg your pardon. Pardon? And not pardon, that's, you know, that's nine to five. Yes, what a way to make a living. And this, this um, Lita Laverne, you got Lois Lane, Clark Kent, and Lita Laverne. They love... Um, Alliteration. Took me a moment <laughs> to remember the word. But this woman is so mean to Clark. She's like, you clumsy lout. Now that evening, Clark's in a, he's in a little, it looks like he's dressed in a tux. And he sees uh, Lita Laverne with the captain. And he's like, ooh, no doubt she prefers the captain to me. It must be the uniform. Then he uses his telescopic vision to see a dude hanging off like the rigging of the vessel. Like he's holding onto the rope. He's got a pistol. He's aiming a revolver at Lita. Didn't he just, this just happen with, um, with Dolores? Now he's, it's happening with Lita. And he picks up a belaying pin, which I assume is some sort of uh, boating apparatus. I don't know what the hell it is. And he just picks this thing up and he flings it at the guy with the gun. Bullseye! The guy falls off the ship into the ocean and I'm sure just drowns. That guy is dead. Uh, and this woman's like, I saw your swift action. I I owe my life to you. And he says, glad to have been assistant. I'm a reporter. Mind telling me why anyone should want to take a shot at you? She's like, I don't know. And later on, Clark is uh, wandering by himself. Later, he finishes the conversation by himself, as Clark seems to do a lot. He's like, maybe she doesn't. And maybe she does. And I wanted someone to walk by and be like, what's that there, son? You talking to yourself? And while he's walking along, I can't, apparently it's night now. There's no way to distinguish them, except he says, a flashlight in the captain's cabin? So he runs to the, to the porthole uh, and look, looks into her, um, to, the, to the captain's cabin, and we see uh, Lita Laverne with a flashlight and all these papers. And he's like, hmm, if that gal's on the up and up, I missed my guess. So he suspects something with her. It's an odd, odd phrasing. If that gal's on the up and up, I miss my guess. Huh? Huh? Whatever. Next panel. Next day. As the Actually, it says as the days drag by. So, apparently they've been on the ship for quite a while. Now Clark's a little more relaxed. He's got his pipe out, and he's got one of those handicap caps. Uh, a red one. He looks pretty sharp, I'm going to say. And they're just kind of chilling, and he, the actress says... Um, and I always thought an ocean voyage would be romantic, but I'm bored sick. And Clark's like, uneventful, eh? If you only knew. But she does know, because she's the person going through the papers. And also, they said she uses this vessel quite frequently, and now she's bored? I mean, come on now. What the hell's that about? So when they dock in Torin, wait, are they going to Luxor? Oh, maybe that's where they got the boat? So now they're in Torin, where the war is happening. And she says, you must come to my manor tonight where I'm holding a delightful reception. I have no idea what her accent is. I don't know what Torrin is. Is she Irish? Is she, is she just going to be like some very, very basic Eastern Europe, like Russian? I don't know. But she's inviting Clark to a reception tonight in war-torn Torrin. War-torn Torrin. He's like, yeah, I'll be there. Later at his hotel, he says, now to pop down to the foreign ministry and pick up some juicy news. So I don't know. He's, he's putting a shirt over his Superman outfit and he gets to the foreign ministry and he's like, what's the idea? No admittance? How come 
how am I going to get an interview? And the guy says, well, that's your problem. Sorry, but orders are orders. Which, I'm confused. The foreign ministry, wouldn't that be like the government? And why would he be looking? Oh, I guess he's looking for an interview there. Not an interview with the actors. It's two separate things. And he's like, tell me, you newshawks, why the tight censorship? And um, because he's, now he's talking to fellow news gentlemen. He's like, hello, fellow fellow teens. It reminded me of uh, that Steve Buscemi on 30 Rock. And they're like, all we can get is a censored press release. You have to be a magician to get past those doors. So Clark goes up to back to the door. He sees Lita come out. He's like, Lita? Miss Laverne, I... Hmm. And then Lois is like, she snubbed you cold. Clark's like, well, she wasn't so unfriendly the last time I saw her. We're going to a reception tonight, and look, and we're going to look into this. So, of course, they go to a reception. Lois is wearing quite the dress. I mean, it is low cut. I'll just say that. And Clark just puts his top hat on, which somehow makes me think of Frankenstein. I don't know why. And um, as they're driving over to Laverne to the Laverne Manor that night, and Lois is like, I suppose you'll stick so close to Miss Laverne. Lois says this. I suppose you'll stick so close to Miss Laverne I won't catch sight of you all night. And Clark's like, small chance. We'll be lucky if she admits us. But when they get there, she's like, Mr. Kent, I'm so delighted to see you and I was not afraid. I was afraid you would not come. Clark's like, huh? Hmm. And he's thinking, why doesn't she make up her mind whether or not she cares to have anything to do with me? Now Clark, uh, she's like, Come with me, I have so much to say to you. Have? So they leave Lois behind, and they're just talking now. She's like, now you, now that we're all alone, tell me about yourself. I'm like, I'm sorry, isn't he interviewing you? He's like, well, there's not much to say. I, uh, she says, then tell me about the great nations. Do you think they are sympathy with Torin's invasion of Galonia? Clark's like, mm-hmm, now we're getting down to business. Well, the democracies are definitely opposed to aggressor nation. Any more questions? She says, you you must excuse me. As a hostess, I must look after my guests. Surely. And as she heads off, Clark, Clark's like, so she's already found someone else to pump. There's no doubt of it. That girl is a spy. Now, I assume he means pump, pump for information because, again, I'm looking at it from a, a, a childish uh, 21st century mind. And um, the first... You, you wouldn't say, wow, you're going to pump him. Maybe pump for information, I suppose. Uh, but he, you know, she asked a question about, are they um, sympathy with the Torrens invasion of Galonia? Because remember, they're in Torren. I guess she's a Torren. Uh, and they're like, is that okay that they're invading Galonia? So Clark's like, I don't know. They don't really like it. Like, okay, cool. I'm going to go talk to someone else. And Clark's like, hmm. Now they could just be talking about what's in the news, but Clark's like, no doubt about it, that woman's a spy. But he did see her go through uh, the captain of the ship's paperwork. And for some reason, a steamboat captain has paperwork that a spy can use. I don't understand it either. But um, Clark goes back to Lois. He's like, so here you are. Sorry I have left, but, but um, she's like, I don't want explanations from you. I'm leaving. He says, but Lois. And as they go outside a moment later, High over the city, an invading aviator loses, loses several bombs. Yes, now there's a um, ship overhead. I guess this is the other country. This is the, uh, the Galonians, 
now. They're in Torrance, so they're dropping bombs and um, like big explosions. People are running, and Lita's like, the city, it's being bombed. And adhering to his false attitude as of cowardness, Clark dives for a table undercover. He dives under a table. I can't read, but he dives under a table, then runs outside the manor, swiftly changes into a Superman costume, and then says to himself, for no apparent reason, Superman acts like Clark Kent is staying under a table, but Superman acts. For some reason, he's saying this to himself. Then he jumps up towards the ship, to, towards the bomber. And I'm like, uh-oh, this is not going to end well for this bomber. And the, the pilot's like, huh? Superman, direct, he's directly face first with this giant fighting plane. He, As it flies by, he grabs it by one hand. He says, mind if I hitchhike? And... um. Other planes, oh no, now they're shooting the Torrens, or the, yeah, the Torrens now are shooting um, anti-aircraft missiles up into him, up at the plane. He's like, if you don't watch that, watch out, one of those anti-aircraft shells will get me. And the pilot's like, he's climbing into the plane, I've got to throw him off. So he takes the plane straight up in the air, and Clark, I'm Superman's holding on, he's like, what is this, a bucking bronco? Then he comes back uh, in a backward somersault, but... Superman does not fall off. In fact, he is now like holding on tightly and crawling towards the front of the plane. You know, he's like a few more feet. And the pilot's like, my gosh, he's reached the wing. Superman stretches out his hand towards one of the propellers and just sticks his hand at the propeller. The propeller snaps. The plane starts lurching. He jumps off. He's like, wee, goodbye, plane. And the plane strike. He strikes the earth unhurt. But the plane still has enough power that it's coming straight at him. And he's like, so you haven't had enough, eh? And it's shooting machine guns at him. It gets really low. Superman just waits till it goes by. Grabs the tire and says, stick around. And now, um, I think it's, it might be Lois. I don't know who's seen. I'm going to say Lois or Lita. The dress changes. The woman looks exactly the same. They're like, it's Superman. And he's hanging from the plane. He pulls it right down. Then he says, say your prayer. Then he takes the plane with the pilot inside, a human being with a family, takes the plane and throws it through some, like it hits electric wires, telephone poles, smashes. It literally says wham, and it just smashes to pieces. And then in the background, I'm going to say it's Lita, says wait. And Superman just says no autographs today. And he flies off. Oh, it is Lita, because uh, taking advantage of all the excitement, Lita slips away, but she's unaware that Superman is watching her. It says, unaware that she is regarded by Superman from above. Again, just weird, old-fashioned 1940s talk. And he's like, don't know what she's up to, but I'll tag along. So she's, you know, he's following her as she makes her way back to the foreign ministry. I guess she just walked there. And, uh, this guy guarding the door says, you may pass, Agent T21. Oh my goodness, she is a spy after all. Clark was right. So the next panel, Superman is now, uh, he's out there. He just jumps over the guards and he's on the roof now and he's looking into the skylight because that's what Superman likes to do. He likes to look in through skylights. And he's like, Lita and an army official conferring. And we see another guy in the army. He's like, I think I heard someone on the roof. I'm going to go look. So Superman's like, someone's coming. These guys are just talking out loud to themselves. 
I know you're hiding here. Oh, now he's talking to Superman. Come out here with your hands raised or I'll shoot. I'm, I'm honestly worried that this guy's going to be murdered. But he looks and he's like, oh, no one's there. But I'm certain I heard someone. And we see off in the distance, Superman is standing on a telephone pole, hiding. This guy never noticed him. And he goes, whew, that was close. And he jumps off the pole. Within the room below, Superman overhears what's going on. He says, and so you, this is Letus saying to the army guy, and he's wearing a monocle, so you know they're the bad guys. Um, she says, and so you, well, actually, is they, are they bad, the bad guys? He just killed the other pilot from the other army. So you know what? Everyone's bad, I guess. But you know this guy's really important because he's wearing a monocle. And she says to him, and so you see, if the neutral line of Calcutta was to be torpedoed by our enemy, the sympathy of the democracy would be on our side. And he's like, I've already followed your suggestion in dispatching orders to submarine Y-263. That's how he talks in my head. In 15 minutes, the Calcutta will be at the bottom of the ocean. So they're going to use their submarine to shoot this neutral liner, blame it on liner. I'm sorry, that was very Boston of me. Blame it on the other army and then get the democracies of the world on their side. But Superman overheard that, so I'm not sure things are going to go the way you want them to. So right away, Superman just runs into the ocean. He's like, not an instant to lose. And he starts swimming. I mean, he is swimming along. And again, it's the green ocean. This is how things are colored. Uh, he swims through the ocean at an unbelievable speed. And he's you know, taking the time to talk to himself. Thousands of lives depend on whether I reach the Calcutta on time. Yeah, we know. Meanwhile, the Y-263 sights the steamer slated for destruction. We see the underwater submarine right by the steamer. And we see a guy inside yell, fire! Everyone uh, in every country speaks English. And as the deadly torpedo streaks toward the Calcutta, a slight figure swims between it and its victim. That slight figure? Superman! He grabs a hold of the torpedo directly. It's like he's holding it under his arm. And it's like, right now, it's still pushing him backwards. But he's trying to slow it down. And he says, come to Papa! The next shot, he's now he's like holding it, still hugging it, but he's underneath it. And he's like, down we go. He starts pulling it down. And then the next panel is really the money shot, for lack of a better term. Uh, down, down rides Superman atop his unusual steed. Yes, he is riding the torpedo. He's holding one hand on the torpedo, and he's got one hand in the air like he's going, yay! And that just reminds me of Slim Pickens at the end of uh, Doctor Strangelove riding that bomb down uh, to Earth. And it just, he kind of rides it until it stops. I guess he slows it down enough. Uh, and then they drift to a halt. So he takes the torpedo and he's like, now I've got to act quickly before they launch, launch another attack. So what does he do? He takes the torpedo and he flings it underwater right at the submarine. It just goes boom and explodes. A giant explosion. I'm sure hundreds aboard are dead. Um, unseen, Superman climbs aboard the Calcutta. Now he's on the ship that they were trying to uh, hit with the torpedo. Uh, but as, as soon as he reaches the rail, his x-ray vision eyes on sight of another danger ahead. It's like the steamer. It's headed directly for a concealed mine. So there's a mine in the ocean that's concealed enough, but he can see it. And if the ship hits it, it's going to explode. Well, then why do they need the torpedo in the first place? Uh, I'm not entirely sure, but... Um, Okay, he, so he 
he takes <laughs> he takes a lifeboat from the ship. He takes it, it flings it over his head, and he takes it and he throws the lifeboat off into the distance. And as the lifeboat strikes the mine, there is a deafening explosion. So he deactivates the mine safely, a safe explosion, by throwing a lifeboat at it, which was actually kind of rad. Uh, then he says, and then aboard the ship, um, someone says, wait, there are some questions I want answered. Yeah, like, what the hell just happened? Who are you? What? How did you do that? And who's going to pay for that lifeboat? And <laughs> Clark says, or Superman says, consult Professor Quiz. Right now, I have a little errand to fulfill. And I read this and I thought, what? Who the hell is Professor Quiz? Where did he come from? What is he talking about here? So I looked it up. Professor Quiz was a radio show. So Clark is literally telling him, you know, call into the radio show and ask him a question because I don't have time for your question. I mean, he's just kind of really being sassy to this guy. Uh, and so he says, I have a little errand to fill. He jumps back in the water. And then um, he's back at the War Council, or the, the Torian Council, I should say. Uh, the Torian Council of War is interrupted by Superman's unexpected appearance. Now, this one guy's like, what does this mean? And this guy, I mean, he looks like Harold Ramis. I'm sorry, he just, he looks like a, like a, like a Harold Ramis. I couldn't think of like a young Harold Ramis. I don't know, an old Harold Ramis. Just, he has the face that reminds me of Harold Ramis. Sorry, that's the first face I thought of. And Superman's holding this dude upside down. I think it's the guy with the monocle. He says, confess, confess that you and Lita Laverne plan the bombing of a neutral vessel or I'll bash your brains out. Yes, Clark threatened to murder this man. He didn't do it, but he threatened it. Threatened him to the point where the guy's like, it's true, it's true. And now this guy who doesn't look anything like Harold Ramis, but he's the same guy, says, you'll pay for your underhanded tactics. The guy says, but. And Superman says, that's all I wanted to hear. And he runs off and disappears. How, what happens to Lois and Clark? How do they get back to, to Metropolis? Doesn't matter, because the next panel is the final panel of the story, and it just says, another scoop for Clark Kent, the Daily Star, and Superman. And it just says, um, Torian Army Shakeup. It's weird, because it actually looks like it says Corian with a K. It's just a weirdly written T uh, to fit the way the, 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 it was cropped. It looks like there's some weird, like something happened with the writing because then there's another, um, it says something, something full retreat, but the writing is off a little bit. But this article is written by Clark Kent. Um, and so obviously Clark gets the scoop. Clark gets the great story. And he also put an end to this war. And then the last panel is another um, talking about the Spectre again, the most sensational action strip thriller of all time appears in each and every issue of more fun comic get your copy today sold at all newsstands and that is the end of action comics 22 this feels like a shorter episode first of all because i'm only like I've, I've only gone like 25 24 minutes um of talking. I mean, I, it's a little longer with me, with all the stuff at the beginning, all the fanfare that I put in. But um, I feel like this story, 14 pages, just like every other um, action comics, but there were some panels that were no talking at all. Um, there was definitely some action, plenty of action. Uh, Clark stops a, a would-be assassin. Clark rides, Superman rides a, a, a torpedo. 
He destroys a plane. He destroys a submarine. Let's be honest, that submarine and everyone in, in, in inside perished. Um, he, he disarms a mine by throwing a lifeboat at it. And he writes a great story. Plus, he gets to dress up a couple times in a tux. He wears a top hat. I mean, he is living the dream. Lois did nothing. She was there. She was excited for her vacation. She didn't really want to be at the party. She didn't do anything for a story that I know of. She was mean to Clark a little bit, and she doesn't have a note. That is basically the way these um, artists write, draw stories. Um, we don't, right now, and maybe it's me, like the women are either damsels in distress, they're um, spies, they've been brainwashed, or they're kind of jerks to Clark. You know, I want, you know, they, she's not incompetent, Lois, but she is a bit of a jerk. I want her to not be a jerk to Clark, but I feel like that's how things kind of, at least that's how it starts here, but that's not how it is in the world of Superman and Lois that I know, that I fell for, you know, growing up. Uh, okay, growing up. I mean, probably, you know, in in my later years when I really started falling for Superman. Um, but it all starts back here. And... Um, I'm excited to read these old stories and kind of see the evolution of their characters. And I've talked about doing uh, the old Superman book. Still haven't done that yet. I still haven't read them. I need to go back and do them and just do a couple bonus episodes where, where we jump in, talk about those. Uh, I hope to do it. I hope to do it soon. Um, but I haven't done one yet. But maybe I will. Maybe you're, maybe you're from the future and you're like, well, there's, there's 150 episodes to go. Uh, until I catch up, and I do do it. And I hope I do do it. Do it. Do, do, do. And with that, my friends, I think, I think I've reached the, uh, the time of the night where I start to get overtired, and I start to just ramble. So what did we learn in this issue? Not much. Not much. We learned there was a war between Torin and um, another place, another country that I can't think of off the top of my head. Uh, and the Clark murdered... Uh, soldiers uh, on both sides. So he is easily a war criminal. Um, but he did stop the war too, so there's that. You know, there's a silver lining to every cloud that Superman jumps through to take planes down. Um, and that's really it. It was very... It was your classic... It feels like it was your classic contained story. Um, we, we've we had a few where our stories are bringing back characters and overlapping and we're, um, you know, continuing things. But this one didn't do that. It was its own kind of isolated story. And, um, yeah, good, not great, not fantastic. I did like to see Clark riding a torpedo. That was probably the highlight of the book for me. Um, but that, that's it. That's Action Comics 22. And that's Reaction Comics, episode 20. So with that, my friends, I want to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for subscribing and sticking with the show. Um, I want to say happy Monday to my brother. And I want to remind you that I'm on Twitter and on Instagram. On Twitter, it's Geek Mentality. But on Instagram, it's Reaction Comics. And I haven't posted there in a while, and I apologize. But if you could follow me there anyway... You'd be the coolest kid in town. Just tell your friends all about it. 
that's another thing. If you do listen to this show and you want to, you know, um, you want to be the coolest cat I know, um, go on Apple podcast and, uh, you don't even have to leave a review. I'd love it if you did, but give a little rating, a little bing, one, anywhere between one and five stars or anywhere between five and five stars, whatever you think is fair. Um, but it really does help the show, uh, get found. The more ratings, the more reviews, the more people find it. And I know you like being part of this small club that's just like really small. But isn't it also cool to be part of something big? Something that is taking over the world? Wouldn't, wouldn't we like that? Wouldn't, wouldn't we like to be like the ultra-humanite and, and settle for nothing less than world domination at any cost? Um, and by that, I just mean the podcast. Uh, and, we, and I can do that. But it's going to take your help. I can't do it alone. Um, yeah, I have been rambling, haven't I? Yeah, I'm going to go to bed now. So anyway, my friends, thank you once again for listening, for subscribing. And remember, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Until next time, my super friends. Fabs not experts.